0: The following was recorded by John Loth and is intended for educational purposes. This recording is not to be sold or distributed for sale. If you wish to support the work and publishing of these recordings, please visit the John Loth Patreon page. If you come across these recordings anywhere else without my expressed support and find that they are requesting donations for presenting this work to you, you will not be supporting the creator by doing so. This is just a friendly warning to anyone who may fall prey to predatory practices I have come across recently. The Grand Chessboard by Zbigniew Brzezinski Chapter 5 Part 4 Neither Dominion nor Exclusion The geostrategic implications for America are clear. America is too distant to be dominant in this part of Eurasia, but too powerful not to be engaged. All the states in the area view American engagement as necessary to their survival. Russia is too weak to regain imperial domination over the region or to exclude others from it. But it is also too close and too strong to be excluded. Turkey and Iran are strong enough to be influential, but their own vulnerabilities could make the area unable to cope with both the challenge from the north and the region's internal conflicts. China is too powerful not to be feared by Russia and by the Central Asian states. Yet its very presence and economic dynamism facilitates Central Asia's quest for wider global outreach. It follows that Americans' primary interest is to help ensure that no single power comes to control this geopolitical space, and that the global community has unhindered financial and economic access to it. Geopolitical pluralism will become an enduring reality only when a network of pipeline and transportation routes links the region directly to the major centers of global economic activity via the Mediterranean and Arabian seas, as well as overland. Hence. Russian efforts to monopolize access need to be opposed as inimical to regional stability. However, the exclusion of Russia from the area is neither desirable nor feasible, nor is the fanning of hostility between the area's new states and Russia. In fact, Russia's active economic participation in the region's development is essential to the area's stability and, Having Russia as a partner, but not as an exclusive dominator, can also reap significant economic benefits as a result. Greater stability and increased wealth within the region would contribute directly to Russia's well-being and give real meaning to the common wealth promised by the acronym CIS but the cooperative option will become Russia's policy only when much more ambitious, historically anachronistic designs that are painfully reminiscent of the original Balkans are effectively precluded. The states deserving America's strongest geopolitical support are Azerbaijan, Uzbekistan, and, outside this region, Ukraine, all three being geopolitically pivotal. Indeed, Kiev's role reinforces the argument that Ukraine is the critical state insofar as Russia's own future evolution is concerned. At the same time, Kazakhstan, given its size, economic potential, and geographically important location, is also deserving of prudent international backing and especially of sustained economic assistance. In time! Economic growth in Kazakhstan might help to bridge the ethnic split that makes this Central Asian shield so vulnerable to Russian pressure. In this region, America shares a common interest not only with a stable, pro-Western Turkey, but also with Iran and China. A gradual improvement in American-Iranian relations would greatly increase global access to the region, and more specifically, reduce the more immediate threat to Azerbaijan's survival. China's growing economic presence in the region and its political stake in the area's independence are also congruent with America's interests. China's backing of Pakistan's efforts in Afghanistan is also a positive factor, for closer Pakistani-Afghan relations would make international access to Turkmenistan more feasible thereby helping to reinforce both that state and Uzbekistan in the event that Kazakhstan were to falter. Turkey's evolution and orientation are likely to be especially decisive for the future of the Caucasian states, if Turkey sustains its path to Europe and if Europe does not close its doors to Turkey. The states of the Caucasus are also likely to gravitate into the European orbit, a prospect they fervently desire. But if Turkey's Europeanization grinds to a halt, for either internal or external reasons, then Georgia or Armenia will have no choice but to adapt to Russia's inclinations. Their future will then become a function of Russia's own evolving relationship with the expanding Europe, for good or ill. Iran's role is likely to be even more problematic. A return to a pro-Western posture would certainly facilitate the stabilization and consolidation of the region, and it is therefore strategically desirable for America to encourage such a turn in Iran's conduct. But until that happens, Iran is likely to play a negative role, adversely affecting Azerbaijan's prospects, even as it takes positive steps like opening Turkmenistan to the world, and despite Iran's current fundamentalism, reinforcing the Central Asians' sense of their religious heritage. Ultimately, Central Asia's future is likely to be shaped by an even more complex set of circumstances, with the fate of its states determined by the intricate interplay of Russian, Turkish, Iranian, and Chinese interests, as well as by the degree to which the United States conditions its relations with Russia on Russia's respect for the independence of the new states. The reality of that interplay precludes either empire or monopoly as a meaningful goal for any of the geostrategic players involved. Rather, the basic choice is between a delicate regional balance, which would permit the gradual inclusion of the area in the emerging global economy while the states of the region consolidate themselves and probably also acquire a more pronounced Islamic identity, or ethnic conflict political fragmentation, and possibly even open hostilities along Russia's southern frontiers. The attainment and consolidation of that regional balance has to be a major goal in any comprehensive U.S. geostrategy for Eurasia.